Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. can't screw around with the public today when you're going out there and selling, man. You've got to have something almost that people can't live without. You've got to understand something about America and the world today. People are worried. They're scared to death. They are preoccupied. They're working two jobs just to make the rent. They're not going to shell out money for philosophy. They will shell out money to get skinny, to look younger, to have more, to save more, to save their lives, and so forth. Get ready, because you're going to really enjoy this recording. This is from one of my favorite marketing teachers, Mr. Gary Halbert. He's speaking at the Direct Mail Boot Camp put on by Bill Myers in the early 90s. I have a saying that you should... Um, Concentrate on selling the foxes and don't worry about offending the dogs. A variation of that is that you should put your money where your prospects really are. And once a, a person, a man or woman has said, hey, I'm interested in that, then go after them. That's where to spend your money. Um, the, the, other, the other things are what offers should you make? Uh, nothing can make a difference as sweetening your offer. You know, I'll tell you one thing that would make, I'm going to tell you something that would make most of the people in this room with a product puke, to put it delicately. Run an ad for your product and give it away, offer it free. You will be surprised how few orders some of these screwball product ideas will get, even if you offer them free. So, but, so there's a, there's a point I'm, I want to make with that. It doesn't matter what the offer is if you're trying to sell something that somebody doesn't want. And I'll tell you, the, the, the worst kind of conversations I, I have with people, and, and I try and be civil because I'm just naturally... A, a really nice person. I, is people, they just think I love this conversation. Hey, Gary, I got a great idea. I know you're going to love this. When I explain this idea for you, you're not going to want to be, want me to become a client. You're going to want to be my partner and you're going to want to finance this ad and you're going to run, want to run to, and I'm going to let you finance the ad and I'm going to let you write the ad and I'm going to let you fill the orders and I'm going to split the money with you. The very last product that someone talked to me about that was the day before yesterday. It's a guy most of the people in the room know is, I'm not going to embarrass him. 
But the guy calls me and says, I know you're busy, Gary. You know, you're at home and I know you value your privacy, but I've tracked you down. i got to talk to you. i got this hot product idea. I said, well, what is it? He says, you remember the Ouija board? I said, yeah. He says, I'm going to come up with a Ouija board with numbers 1 through 44. And we're going to sell it to all the people who have no money, who play the lotto. Get that? Sell it to all the people who have no money so they can figure out how to win the lotto with it. So, <laughs> I was nice to him. Um, <clears throat> okay. What selling formula? The um, there's a, There is a multitude of selling formulas, but once again, I guess I'm harping on something here. And I think the safest selling formula, it's not the only one, it's not the best for everything, but the safest selling formula is a two-step ad, or, or a small lead generating ad, followed up by a multi-page direct mail letter. Ted Nicholas said something that everybody in the business with experience knows is true, and that is, the fresher the name, the higher the response. Well, there is no name that's fresher than the one that answered your ad in Entrepreneur Magazine or the Wall Street Journal yesterday and you got the letter today. That's as fresh as it can be. And, oh, by the way, speaking of fresh names, if you had a thousand names come in today and you mailed your pitch to these thousand people, and let's say you got an X percent response. Do you know that if you wait till tomorrow to mail it, you'll get X minus a certain amount? And if you wait two days, it'll be minus more. And three days, it'll be minus more. As Bill Myers said, you've got to sell these people when they are in heat. It, I, can't, I can't say what I was going to say. Uh, but once someone gives you the indication that they are interested, you want to jump on them with both feet and you want to do it as fast as you possibly can. You should have, I, I do, hundreds of what I call headline cards. These are three by five index cards. And every time you see a news article or a headline or an ad with a good headline, you should write this down. And I shuffle them like cards, and when we're having creative sessions, we'll just throw them out. And it's funny how that will click off ideas to you. You know, it is impossible in the course of an hour or even a week uh, to give you everything that you'd need to know about any part of direct response. And so what I try and concentrate on are what I call safe bets, the safest bets. That's what you want. And, and, and the last one, you know, when it comes to format, I think the safest bet you can have is a direct mail letter with not a brochure. You, if at all possible, you want to avoid putting brochures in with your letters. But with an ad and say, by the way, here's an ad written, or here's an article written about me by a former client. These are all techniques. And, and little secrets that will give put the odds on your side. Most of the time, when you are, when I am or any of the other speakers here are talking to a room full of people, the biggest thing we have to vacuum out of their heads is their creativity. Because 
you don't want to be creative, you want to be rich, I think. And those two things are not synonymous. Some of the most creative people in the world are on welfare. When I had the coat of arms company, uh, when I was still half owner of that, I did a full color 72 page little catalog, or, or 72 item catalog. And we mailed that out and we lost money. Then I did a sales analysis of all 72 products and put them in rank order. And I took the top three products and put them in a brochure and we mailed it to our customers and we broke even. And so then I took the top product, eliminated the other two, and sent a photograph of it with a direct mail letter and it brought in tens of millions of dollars. So what you want to do is sell one thing to one person at one time. You don't, you don't want to sell or attempt to sell more than one thing at a time. I wouldn't use voicemail to do anything. Uh, I, every time I call anything that has, if you want to do business with me and you got voicemail, I'll never talk to you. I can't stand it. Now, I don't think everybody feels that way, and that doesn't necessarily mean that voicemail doesn't have a place in the scheme of things. It just means that I'm contrary and I won't deal with it. But I'll tell you this, I find more and more that the people I want to sell to, in other words, you know, if I'm selling a $15,000 marketing service or somebody selling a $10,000 package, and I hope you go for high-end products, if you follow my way of thinking, and if, if I could convince you that you should sell a really expensive product or service, um, and you're selling something that goes for $10,000 or more, let me ask you, do you want your second stage message to be delivered by voicemail? I don't think so. Do you want it to be delivered by some minimum wage employee staring blankly at a computer screen in some service bureau while she daydreams about her boyfriend going to the drive-in movie with her? Well, there's no drive-ins anymore, but you know what I mean. I don't think you do want that. I think if you're going for the big bucks, that you want a real, live, savvy human being whose thought processes replicate yours as closely as possible to be answering your phone. Everybody in this room has a potential book in them, and many of you are here because you want to know how to sell a book. And because this is a seminar on direct mail, the natural assumption is that everybody's going to advise you that you should market the book yourself instead of going to a publisher. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that if you have a very broad appeal book, you should consider going to a conventional publisher, but going to him in an unconventional way. I'm coming out with a book called Halbertizing, and the subtitle is How to Get Everything You Ever Wanted Even If You Don't Deserve It. Um, I've got Margot Hemingway under contract to be the spokesperson for the book. And when I go to a publisher, I'm going to walk in to the publisher, or else my agent will walk in, and he's going to carry a copy of the New York Times book review. And they're going to, he's going to open it, and there in there is a 
typeset rave review written by me about my book. And he's going to say, that's what the advertising looks like. And then he's going to plug in a video cassette with the little portable VCR he brought in. And there's Margot Hemingway going to be holding up my book, you know, extolling its virtues. At least this is my plan. And then we have going to have some audio cassettes. So you go in and you present that publisher with a solution to one of his main problems, which is not having enough money in his bank account. And if you do the marketing properly, I think in my, the publisher, I think, is going to take your book as long as it's not written in Japanese or something. So don't, if you have a really broad appeal for a book, don't rule out going to a conventional publisher. Just rule out going to him in the conventional way, which is almost certainly due to failure. However, I am assuming that you wanted to answer that question because you're thinking about selling it via direct mail. What, what would the price of your book be? $39.95. Well, for $39.95, I think you probably ought to sell a book in a format almost exactly like David Deutsch is selling it. I, I have a book, how to, how to Make Maximum Money in Minimum Time, and it's very similar to David's format. It's eight and a half by 11, which means the book is oversized. Um, it, it has a slit cover on it, you know, which gives it uh, kind of heft to it. And you can have those books. Karen, what do you get those kind of books printed for? $1.21. $1.21. No, be specific. What did you get it for? $1.21. Okay. So I, I think that's a really good format. You get it for $1.21 and, you know, they're, they're, then your fulfillment costs are going to be less than $4. And if you sell it for, what did you say, $39, say uh, 3 bucks shipping and handling, you've got $38 contribution overhead with every order you take in. So if you're selling at that price point, via direct response. That, that's a good format, the one David Deutsch has. you got to understand something about America and the world today. People are worried. They're scared to death. They are preoccupied. They're working two jobs just to make the rent. They're not going to shell out money for philosophy. They will shell out money to get skinny, to look younger, to have more, to save more, to save their lives, and so forth. Do not and I don't, I don't mean this to be putting you down. Don't take this the wrong way, because that's a, that's a great book. But I don't want you to get involved with that book. Get involved. You gotta go right for the jugular. You can't, you can't sell abstractions in today's market. You can't sell philosophy. You know, Robert Allen, the guy who wrote the book Nothing Down, it's the biggest uh, nonfiction uh, bestseller of all times. Um, he had a seminar business that was going down the tubes and he hired me and he wanted to teach people, he wanted to teach them like philosophical ideas that were great philosophical ideas, you know. And he didn't want to teach real estate anymore. And he hired me and I said, Bob, you know, you can teach philosophy till the cows come home, but you're the guru of no money down real estate. That's what people will write checks for. And I had to stand on his head but I finally convinced him, and he built a seminar business to $75 million a year. You don't sell abstractions. Don't, you can't screw around with the public today when you're going out there and selling, man. You've got to have something almost that people can't live without. 
direct response is the lowest pressure form of selling there is. You can toss the letter. You can turn zap off the tube. You know, you can turn the page in the magazine. Don't try and sell something like that. With CODs, you can make a lot of money. Most COD things are low-ticket items. And there's a couple of things that you can do to, to decrease your COD refusal rate. One of the things that I like is that you buy emeralds and put them in the package and then you write to the letter and tell the people, by the way, we're sending a little surprise with you. There's a genuine emerald. You can buy emeralds for about a dime a piece, by the way. Um, another thing is you can send them a letter telling them to watch for the COD truck, uh, you know, watch for the UPS truck, tell them it's the big, tall, brown truck, tell them how much money they got to have ready, tell them about when the truck will be there, and tell them they're getting the bonus. Another way to, to decrease your refusal rate is to telephone the people after they've ordered, you know, and remind them that it's coming. By the way, um, I think COD is an excellent way to sell a really high ticket item. And I don't think that you're going to have a big refusal rate with a high ticket item. I would be really happy to sell a $3,000 information uh, package, COD. Because, you know, people generally order a $3,000 package, you're serious people. How do you do risk reversal when you have a high ticket item and it would cost you dearly if you have to give it back? There's two answers to that. Number one, and this one's really obvious, you must deliver what you said you were going to deliver. Okay, that's, let us assume that you are doing that. Then I'll tell you what I believe about guarantees. I do not believe the popular nonsense that the customers always write. That's crap. Customers are wrong a lot of times. A lot of times customers are deadbeats and thieves. And I think you should make a, every justifiable refund that you can, but I don't think you should be browbeaten into making refunds where people don't deserve to have those refunds. Now, I'll give you an example how I solved that problem exactly. When I was called in to work for Entrepreneur Magazine as an outside consultant, they, had a, they were selling these packages, information packages on how to get into balloon vending. Why are you sitting on the floor like that? That's very strange. Um, look at this guy sitting right in the middle of the floor. Does that guy work for you, Bill? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, excuse me, I just noticed stuff like that. Um, anyhow, they were selling these packages, and it was it was a pretty big ticket back then. It was sixty dollars. You know, that's the equivalent of say three hundred then for an information package. Anyway, and they were getting eaten up by requests for refunds, and. Chase Ravel says, how, how do you solve this, Albert? I said, you make a double your money back refund. He said, what are you talking about? I said, no, you make it conditional. And what, you, what I had them do is they offered a double your money back refund if you gave the information an honest chance to work for you. And, other, and you had to send proof of it. Not outrageous, outlandish proof, but you had to send, ask for a request on the letterhead that you had printed up and include a photo stat of your business license. Let me tell you something about refunds. Do you know when people decide to ask for a refund? When they're writing the check to order the product. So what I would think, if you're selling a high ticket item, 
that you should first make sure that you deliver even more than you're promised. And just just to, to leap on that for a second, be the person who provides people with pleasant surprises. How many of you throughout your business activities find your days filled with pleasant surprises with the people you do business with? If you are the person who offers pleasant surprises, you will stand out like a sore thumb. One of the best ways, you know one of the very best ways to provide a pleasant surprise? I think you said it earlier. Ship the same day you get the order. My ex-wife and I, uh, we used to order a bunch of stuff by mail. And one time, I remember we ordered something and we got it about five days later. And we were so delighted, we bought all kinds of stuff from the check. We just couldn't believe it. The stupidest words you ever see in advertising is allow four to six weeks for delivery. Do you know why you have to allow four to six weeks in delivery? Because a faster delivery system wouldn't fit the goddamn computer system. You don't, you want to know, excuse my language, I take it. You want to know the very best way to fill an order? The most profitable way you'll ever learn? You see all these computers and video cameras and question and answer, that's all garbage. I'll tell you the fast, the most profitable way to fill an order is to have people with felt-tip pens sitting there waiting. And when you get an order, you have fulfillment packages there, and you write their name and address and it goes out the same day it comes in. You'll make a reputation for it. But the second thing is to make it conditional. You know, just because somebody wants their money back doesn't mean they deserve to have it back. You know, I believe that if I describe something to you fairly and accurately, and we make a deal for you to buy it from me for $5,000, and I deliver it to you, and it's exactly like I described it to you, but now all of a sudden you decide you don't want to learn to be a copywriter anymore, that you want to dig graves for a living, to hell with you. There's a number of things if you want to avoid regulatory problems that you can do. This won't, there's no way to avoid regulatory problems altogether. There's just no way to do it. But what I'm going to tell you will keep you out of 95% of potential trouble. Number one, don't lie. Don't ever lie. Don't even exaggerate. You don't need to. Hype. You could, you could hype your products and services to the skies, but hype is different from lies. Don't lie. Number two, ship your orders immediately. Number three, make all your refunds, all justifiable refunds immediately. Number four, answer all your white mail. And I'll tell you a number five, and this is really something to keep in mind. I've been involved in maybe a dozen and a half successful infomercial shows. I've been involved in all kinds of space ads. I've written catalogs. I've done postcard mailings and so forth. But I love direct mail more than all the rest of them put together. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but I'll tell you one that isn't thought of much. Do you know that you can mail 10 million pieces of direct, 10 million direct mail letters and not get as much attention 
as you could get by running one half-page ad in the local paper here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Think about that. You know, when, when you run a display ad or a television show or a television commercial, you're, you know, you're holding yourself out. You know, basically, you should think of yourself as standing up here painting a bullseye on your chest. Because that's what you are doing. So direct mail is, is a good way to do that, is, is a good way to avoid that. And is there a final answer to, to all these people? Um, I, I wouldn't know what it is. Um, I, I think the best you can do is operate as 100% ethical, do all the things that I just described, and get yourself a good attorney to deal with it. Oh, speaking of that, one other piece of thing. Um, Gotta say this. Boy, every once in a while I think of something that's important enough that you should write this down. Civilians must never talk to the military. Now, I'll explain that, but write that down. Civilians must never talk to the military. If a postal inspector comes to see you, there's only one response you have. Excuse me. And you call your lawyer and you hand the phone to the guy. You never talk to an IRS guy. You never talk to a postal inspector. You never talk to an attorney general. They are the military. You only have an attorney talk to these people. That same is true, I think, of reporters. If a reporter comes out and interviews you and he learns 37 things about you, and one of them is negative, that negative will be featured in the headline of his story. I sell my marketing services at $15,000 plus 5% of gross sales. And it would be absurd, would it not, if I said I will sell you these eight sheets of paper and all I want is $15,000 for them? Because that's not what you're buying. They're buying a solution. So. I think an excellent example of a high-ticket item would be a business opportunity. Um, another thing you shouldn't overlook is very conventional high-priced products. I had a guy who imported Rolls Royces to Los Angeles, and I wrote a letter to all the Cadillac, Lincoln, and Chrysler people in L.A., and he couldn't mail the letter because he sold all the Rolls Royces out. And my, my pitch was, since you've got a 1987 Cadillac, that shows that you're a person of wonderfulness. And isn't it about time you went up all the way? It's going to be cheaper than you think. So don't overlook uh, the really conventional things. You know, there's a lot of profit margin in a Rolls Royce. Don't overlook selling houses, for that matter. In addition to selling the book, you could read the book into a tape recorder, and that would produce perhaps 12 cassettes. And then you could make a video of you explaining the book. So now you have 12 audio cassettes maybe two video cassettes plus the book, which is now more or less a transcript of, of those things. And instead of selling it for $39 or $49, you could probably sell it for $299. And believe it or not, you would be doing many of the recipients a favor. Because as a general rule, to learn something, to really learn it, it has to be impressed upon you 17 times. That's the average. You finally get it about the 17th time it's been impressed on you. And it helps if it's impressed through all your different sensory inputs. If, if you hear it, if you see it, if you read it. You know, so you'll be doing people a favor if you do that. He has done a wonderful service for the direct marketing community. 
and he has put together a collection of the most hard to find valuable uh, marketing books there are. And any of you who are serious about this business, I think you should just buy everything he's got. Whatever it would be, it is chump change compared to what one idea from one of those sources would be. I just want to say, Gary, that, that I think you've uh, provided tremendously valuable information. I really like a lot of the comments, and I want to underscore particularly what you're saying about the shipping of the product the same day. You know, I built a big business, and I know you built a, a big business, by just doing those things like that very well, because the reality is other people don't do them well. I know in enterprise publishing, my general manager about eight years ago worked for Doubleday Books, one of the biggest publishers in the United States. Doubleday Books, he told me, I was astounded by this, gets 10,000 complaint letters a day for mostly for slow delivery. So I thought, God, I'm going to make a fortune because in my company, you're not going to have a job unless the same day we get the order, the product goes out. And then people thought we we're wonderful to do that. It wasn't that we were wonderful. People deserve that. They give you their money, and all you've got to do is get them the product. Amen. So we would just raise hell to do that on a daily basis. I really want to underscore that, and I think that's a tremendously important point that all of you should really heed. Okay, Gary, I, I appreciate you coming and speaking. I think we owe Gary a round of applause. Thank you very much. Here is another bonus I want you to know about, extremely valuable, if you go to another site of mine called Executive Audio Institute, that's executiveaudioinstitute.com, all together, no slashes, you will see a site with nothing but all my audio recordings, all in downloadable MP3 form. Now, these are the same recordings that I have on hardtofindseminars.com in the audio audio clip section, except I will offer you the reprint rights to all of these audio recordings. In other words, I'm going to hand them to you on a silver platter. If you have a website and you need something that generates traffic, I will set up a custom site for you and you can send your visitors to my collection of audio recordings as a bonus. You have here thousands of dollars worth of audio content on some of the best interviews on the internet. You have hundreds of transcripts that you can print out and share with your customers. I'm not going to charge you a dime for it. I'll even build you a custom site. All you have to do is put a small deposit down, but it's refundable once you introduce it to your list. Go on over to executiveaudioinstitute.com and read the first part. You'll see a link. If you want the reprint rights to these audios, it'll explain everything there. I think you're going to find this extremely valuable. It has taken me years and years to build up this collection, to get them all edited, to put the transcript. I've invested tens of thousands of dollars in this collection, and I want you to have it. Go check it out, executiveaudioinstitute.com.